Hello, hello, and welcome to a special edition of Decaf, a podcast by the Beacon Center of Tennessee. Taylor and Mark are coming at you. It is 10.25 p.m. on election night. We have just done seven hours of a YouTube live stream. I did not think I was going to make it all seven hours, and I didn't think I was going to have this much energy, but that's what happens when you drink a cup of coffee at 8 o'clock at night and you are 4'11". I'm a small person, and I've had so much caffeine. But Mark, uh, we're both looking a little tired, but feeling a little tired, but we're also feeling energized because we got to... So exciting. Justin texted from the Yes on One, Amendment One Victory Party, and we were able to declare victory on Amendment One in Tennessee, which is the Right to Work Amendment, enshrining Right to Work in the Tennessee State Constitution. That is our biggest and most exciting news of the night. Mark, tell us about it. Tell us about the fight for this and how great this is for Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, Beacon Impact was responsible for kind of getting on the ballot in the first place. You know, Beacon Impact, we educated on a right to work. We explained what it was. And we talked about the need to put in the Constitution because it's such a big part of what makes Tennessee so successful. And, you know, whether people ha- have to pay union dues or not and are forced to join a union or not. And it was such an important issue. You know, we had to barely pass through the legislature, which you need two thirds majority to do to get on the ballot. And, you know, tonight is a great night because it's like three years in the making that Beacon worked on this. And Justin personally was on the Yes on One committee, uh, our CEO. And, and this is just such a gigantic win. And always a great win. It, it's going to be a blowout. It, it's going to win by a lot. And it really shows that, you know, on a night when, you know, I'd say right-leaning people had a really bad night overall. Things went really well in Tennessee uh, for people who believe in freedom, who believe in right to work. And I mean, we've seen other results like Governor Lee is going to win uh, by a lot. But but the yes on one passing is such great news. It's a testament to what we've done at Beacon, Beacon Impact, Beacon Center, and then Justin with yes on one. So it's just a really exciting night. And, you know, again, on a night where things did not go super well for right of center people, this was one just gigantic win that everyone in Tennessee should, should be celebrating. Yeah. Yeah, let's touch on that very briefly. I don't want to talk about it too much, but people were anticipating a red wave, potentially a red tsunami across the United States with Senate elections. Historically, in midterm elections, the sitting president, the first midterm election after he is elected, there is a massive swing in the legislative branch in Congress to the party that is not his party. That did not happen tonight. Now, there are still a few things that are up in the air. There, according to the New York Times, there are three toss-up states, but also according to the New York Times, it is a it is going to the Senate is predicted to sit at 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats. Republicans taking control of the House um, is predicted, but it it did not turn out to be the type of night that many political pundits, that the markets were expecting, that a lot of people were expecting tonight. Yeah, it did not. I mean, really, when you look at what happened, it was governorships, it was Senate seats. I mean, it ended up being kind of a neutral environment where both sides kind of won the states that you kind of expect them to win in, in a normal year. A lot of the states that you know Republicans had their eyes on to potentially take, they did not. Most of the toss-up states. I mean, I think the when you talk about some of the positives for Republicans, you know, Florida was kind of number one outside of Tennessee, where Ron DeSantis won by huge margins. Marco Rubio won by huge margins. They picked up House seats. Um, there's a couple other, you know, kind of contested Senate seats. They won. Uh, they won North Carolina. Ted Budd won. Um, a, a big win for J.D. Vance in Ohio. It looks like Ron Johnson's on pace to win Wisconsin. So there was some some good wins there. Uh, Sean Patrick Maloney's in big trouble, which would be a huge win for Republicans. But outside of that, there just isn't a lot of positive things there where you know re- the Democrats won a lot of toss-up states. They look good in, right now in Arizona. Again, things could change. We're doing this at 1025. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but they look good in places like Arizona. They look good in places like New Hampshire where they won big. Um, pretty much 
much Pennsylvania that they're going to win big in. So it's a uh, it's a it's an interesting night, and it really ends up being kind of a a neutral environment. But the economic numbers, the unemployment, the inflation, um, everything going on, President Biden's approval made it seem like it was going to be at least a red trickle. It looks to just be a neutral environment. Yeah. So I think we're we're we want to keep this short and sweet. This is just a special edition, just to fill y'all in. But Mark, be thinking about it while I give mine. My top takeaways of the night are uh, I have a few things. One, how did marketing of candidates play into this? How did Dobbs affect this? How did the economy affect this? How how did each of these things affect voters who are motivated by each thing? Number two, voter turnout. We discussed on our election show um, there were so few people in the age bracket where Mark and I almost fall, 18 to 29. Uh, we're a little outside of that, but that were motivated to vote, whereas voters over 65 were 85% like 80, 85% of voters over 65 were motivated to vote. What is it that is not inspiring confidence in young voters to actually get out and vote? Another thing that was a huge takeaway is on several ballots across the country, there are constitutional amendments to legalize marijuana, to legalize abortion. How are those factors going to play in to future election results? Will will those things that are traditionally Democrat platforms play into voter Republican success as candidates? Or is this a thing of people want Republicans to still be in control of their states, but they also want more social policies, more liberal social policies for their state? There's a lot of case studies that will come out from this midterm election, I think specifically, especially after we've seen that there was not the red wave that was predicted like there was in 2010 after Barack Obama's first term as president that did not happen tonight after uh, President Biden's first two years as president. So there's going to be a lot of interesting things that come out. Uh, Are candidates just simply not inspiring people to vote? Is the COVID backlash not as bad as people thought? So those are my top takeaways as far as things to watch and look at as we head into the 2024 presidential election and elections beyond even for the rest of our lifetimes. Mark, how about you? I think quality of candidates really matters. I think we saw that tonight. And I think you see a lot of states where, you know, one Republican did substantially better than another one or one Democrat did substantially better than another one where the quality of candidate really does matter. And in a place where, you know, if you talk to people, people disapprove of the Republican Party, they disapprove the Democratic Party. So they don't approve either party, which kind of makes the candidate quality better. And that's why they're going to vote for the better candidate. It's not, I think less people are concerned about party than they have been before. And uh, I mean, I think looking at tonight, if, if you're going to look at that, um, a lot of the maybe Republican candidate qualities were not great in the Senate. Um, and I, I think second, it's, it's one of those things that uh, I, every the Republicans should have won by all you know outside perspectives. If you look at the economics, the fundamentals of the economy, uh, the how bad things have been with inflation and how much that weighed on people's minds, for them not to even ha- have a little bit of a red ripple and just kind of be a neutral environment. Um, either the Republicans are doing something wrong in terms of the way they, like you said, marketing, the way they're campaigning, or the Democrats are doing something right. I kind of said that, you know, it's it's fine to blame Biden for the economy. I think that that makes sense. But I think you also need to have an answer for what you're going to do. And, you know, it, it's it blaming, just blaming something. It's not the same as actually saying, he's bad. He shouldn't have done this. This is what I'll do differently. So I think that's kind of my takeaway. And again, it, it's awesome to say that Tennessee did a great job. Things in Tennessee went really well as Republicans across the, the, the country struggled. Uh, both Tennessee and Florida really, you know, 
to the wave and, and outside of just Republican Democrat, I do think that the something like yes on one and the passing was a really, really big deal. So I think Tennessee is great. I think, you know, other states, maybe other people need to look at Tennessee and Florida as like this is, you know, these people are doing things right. If I'm a Republican, these are the try to campaigns I want to emulate, not the ones that lost. <laughs> Before we go, just one more time, huge shout out to Justin, our fearless leader, our partners with the NFIB and the Chamber of Commerce who really helped push Yes on One across the finish line, Amendment 1. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to all of the workers in Tennessee. Right to Work is here to stay to infinity and beyond. As I keep saying, I am giddy right now. If you can't hear the smile in my voice, Mark is as giddy as we can possibly be at almost 11 o'clock I'm, at I'm night. too tired. Yeah, I'm too tired to be giddy. <laughs> We're about as giddy as we can be at close to 11 o'clock at night. But for all of you tuned in, thanks for listening. If you didn't and you want to kind of skim over some of the highlights, it was a great show. We talked to a pollster. We talked to media personalities. talked to a lot of people and gave some some great insights on what was going on during the election tonight. When you are listening to this, things may have changed. We're still looking at toss-ups in Georgia, Nevada, and Arizona. As we know, things change overnight. When I wake up in the morning, who knows what things are going to look like and who knows how the dust is going to settle. But I promise you that this isn't a midterm election cycle that we are going to be looking at in case studies for years to come. So again, Victory for Yes on One. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us as we have worked so hard to make sure that right to work is protected in the state constitution for years and years to come. Mark, any final thoughts before we say goodnight? Nope, I'm just ready to go to bed. All right, well, let's get Mark to bed. Thanks for listening to DCAF. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Again, this is a special election edition of DCAF. We will see you on the next regular episode next week.